Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, happy Thursday, and welcome to another Andy Goldstein's TalkSport Daily podcast with me, your host, Andy Goldstein. What a podcast we have got coming your way. I don't know why I'm talking like that. It sounds like you've done something. What on earth is this mess you've left? Is what my mum used to say. Still does, actually. Actually, that sounds a bit wrong, doesn't it? She meant in the bedroom. Anyway, not in the bed. It doesn't matter. My bedroom. Let's start with a great podcast, shall we? And we begin with the wonderful Laura Woods on Breakfast and Ali McQuist and Freddie Flintoff on why now is not the right time to restart sport. I think everything you do at the minute, you feel compromised, you know, irrespective of being a sportsman go out of training. must admit, even if I go to the shop and I've only been a couple of times through the whole of this, you feel a little bit vulnerable. People are still dying and we're still thinking about trying to finish some sporting seasons. It, it, it does not make sense to me. And when you're doing things like players can go in one at a time, they can't share lifts. It's just highlighting a problem that they probably should not be doing that then. It means so much to so many people to get them outside again. But, as I say, we're all appreciative of the fact in the grand scheme of things, it is a far, far smaller issue. And I'm looking at it, I think there was 535 deaths yesterday, right? Obviously, the care homes, are uh, the, the results, sadly, from the care homes are going through the roof. And these are these are statistics that are, 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 are far more important than anything that's happening in any sport anywhere in the world. But I have to, as I say, reiterate what I said. It is a footballing hierarchy's job to try and form a plan, yeah. formula plan. But as I said, in the grand scheme of things, when we're looking at it, it seems impossible, impossible at this moment in time to get boys back and girls back playing football. When there's so many people still dying and there's no and there's no vaccine to the, the virus. Now we can hear from Alan Pardew speaking exclusively to Talksport after leaving Adu Den Hag by mutual consent. This is with Jim White, Natalie Sawyer, and Gabby Agbonhor. By the way, I might have got the name of that team slightly wrong. Adu Den Hag. Adu Den Hag. Adu had I don't know. I'm sure we'll hear it in this clip. We've decided to terminate the togetherness more on finance than anything else. I needed to take the team somewhere and there didn't look to be any direction really in terms of uh, being able to do that. But it was an enjoyable experience in lots of ways. Well, uh, you know, when I took over 
the team was, I think, got beat by Ajax six or seven. And I did think, mm, have I made the right decision here? But I, was, I really wanted, it was in my mind to go and work abroad. That was what I wanted to do. And it was an opportunity. I really liked the chief executive. And I thought, OK, let's just give it a go. And me and Chris went. And the league, uh, really, we enjoyed. Uh, the games were tough. We should have perhaps got over the line two or three more wins where we got draws. But no, the excitement and the, uh, and the level of play there, I think, uh, would surprise many Premier League fans. It was good. Now, speaking of Alan Pardew, this is the former Rangers and Holland midfielder Ronald De Burr speaking to TalkSport's David Tanner in an explosive interview where he took aim at Alan Pardew. He also said that Celtic shouldn't be given the trophy, there's a surprise from an ex-Rangers player, if the SPL season was to end today, or yesterday, as he was saying. Well, today, I mean, it's irrelevant, you mean. Joel, just listen to it. He started with one, I think, victory or a draw, and he grinded a little bit out. That result with a lot of fighting spirit and a bit muscle, if I would say so, muscle work. But I think overall, if you see the games, it was a very poor standard. I think he brought a lot of foreigners. and I don't know if it's it's on his on behalf that they came. A lot of from the Premier League, but yeah, I've seen football that the thing I seen I didn't see for a long time, so it was quite poor. I always say you have to wait a little bit because Ado was also very playing very bad uh, before, so I think it's very difficult to step in. Uh, he had the nerve to do so, so I respect that. So uh, I always you have to give him a, 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 a second chance, and uh, maybe you can now from start from the from scratch and. And then we see maybe the real part you, but at the moment, uh, yeah, I'm not really that. I think from wall, we, we have a, a, a great manager uh, uh, in, uh, in the division. There is no champion in, in this thing. We only are, there are losers, and uh, but you have to announce, of course, somebody for a position for the Champions League. And I think it's fair then to say that Celtic is then uh, the winner if you such uh, uh, points ahead. And it likely also that Celtic, uh, uh, normally they're one of the strongest team with Rangers and uh, so maybe some other teams that, you know, basically normally they don't lose that many points. So I think if you have announced uh, a, a team, then, uh, then I would say Celtic, of course. Now, here's actors Stephen Graham and Daniel Mays talking about Sean Williamson, a.k.a. Baza, from EastEnders on Breakfast. Because we found we found out earlier today that Barry from EastEnders he has problems with anonymity. He can't go anywhere. Have, have you have you have you lads reached that dizzy heights that Barry's faced with? I'm all right. I can I can still jump on the tube. Really, I, I can get away with it. I don't know well, how Barry can. Steve. <laughs> is it is it the same for you, Steve? Have you got women? Basically, Barry's got women throwing themselves at him. <laughs> And then their and then their husbands wanting to fight him for it. He lives in Weatherspoons. Now a great chat here. This is the heavyweight boxer Dillian White, not Dylan, as everyone on the planet calls him. D i l l i a n. There's an Ian there. Dill Ian. Dill Ian, not Dillian. Oh no, it is Dillian, not Dylan. Anyway. Here's Dillian White 
who joined Goffey and Adrian Durham on Drive Time. He addressed those rumours of a fight with Andy Ruiz Jr., but first spoke of how proud he is of his mum, who's an NHS nurse. Yeah, my mum's my mom's a nurse, man. You know, obviously, you know, I, I, I tried to get her to stop um, in this time, but my mum's mind says, listen, I'm old. There's a lot of old people that's not been reached or not been not having the service they need. And my mum said, listen, I'm old. While I'm still able and still working and still in good health, I'm going to try and help those people. I'm not going to think about myself and just say, oh, because I'm scared and nervous, I'm going to hide away. You know, my mom said, no, you know, I'm going to help people because soon I'll be in the same boat as them. You know, and I, and I said to her, I said, well, I can't say anything more than that. You know, I'm, um, you know, you know, so I'm very proud of her for being brave and, you know, and, and doing that, you know. We said, oh, well, I was a little bit overweight in my last set. I need time to get the weight off and get ready. I said, yo, I was like eight kilos or something overweight in my last fight. You know, I'm not in any better place than you. So I'm going to have to get the weight off. I'm going to have to do my thing as well. So, you know, you just had a, a bad performance against Joshua. You're getting similar money that you get to fight Joshua the first time. You say I'm a nobody, I'm easy work, this and the other. Come and get the easy work. Come and get the easy work. Now, all these guys can say all these things about me. One thing they can never say is, I'm a coward or I'm easy work. No one could ever say that. Now, Alex Crook, the cookie monster, as uh, some know, well, some know as cookie monster. <laughs> no, I can't do that anymore. Anyway, he caught up with the Brighton striker, Glenn Murray, who told Alex that footballers have been doing their part during the coronavirus crisis and have been easy targets for the media and politicians. Yeah, maybe we are an easy target, but I think it goes unnoticed how much football is doing in, in uh, not only their local communities, sometimes in other countries, um, not, not always in this country. Obviously, we've got a lot of foreign players in the Premier League um, and we welcome those guys because we want to watch the, the best football um, that is out there week in, week out. And sometimes uh, the funds don't necessarily end up in England. They end up all around the world, but they, they go to good causes. Uh, I know Mesut Ozil, he does a lot. Uh, Sadio Mane, he does a lot. Um, in the past, I know Drogba's done loads. And it, I mean, they're three off the top of my head that have been well documented, but so much more goes unnoticed. Ah, yes, back now to Ali McQuist. Uh, there's a reason I'm doing this. And Freddie Fridorf. They give the Mickey at the Lawrence's French accent. <clears throat> See? Some can do it effortlessly. Oh, by the way, that was me doing that. We didn't get some French person in. This is the back page of The Sun. It's life and death situation. Uh, Blowers French League is KO'd. Um, that is League A and League 2. Both got cancelled. Uh, and it does put a lot of spotlight, even more so, Ali, on the Premier League at this time now. No, it really does, and I'm not going to be flippant, but I want to congratulate you on that French there. I thought you could have you could have influenced your accent and your <laughs> un and duh oh, a little uh, bit more. I mean, you sound... I didn't want to go over the top. You, you sound like Renu, hello, hello there, Ligue 1 and Ligue 2. Right? Good I, morning. I mean, let's be honest, Freddie. There's no way you and I could have attempted that at 6.50. Oh, I'd have got no idea that. No way near She just threw herself right into that bilingual oh. expertise that she has. It was, it was, it was nothing short of magnificent, would you? Listen, I'm applauding you up here. Bridge your ear, 6.15. Thank you very much. I've been working on it. 
<laughs> but I well, the Pink a, Panther had uh, popped in for a second there. <laughs> <laughs> this is not my dog. <laughs> oh, sacre bleu. What do you want me to do? League one and League two, all right. Back to Goffey and Durham now. They discussed what they think should happen to the rest of the football season in England on drive time. Not on drive, I mean the show was... Anyway, Adrian was firmly of the opinion that the season must be finished. Don't be silly. Whatever it takes is what he was saying. He also had his say on those, especially other talk sport presenters, that are calling for it to be null and void. Oh, I wonder if he's had a pop of me. Let's have a listen, shall we? To the ginger magician. He's not a magician. I saw an interview with Sheffield United's George Baldock. He said to void the season doesn't sit right with me. This is a Premier League footballer saying it. So why on earth are people saying null and void the season when that Premier League footballer is saying, no, no, don't do that. That doesn't sit right with me. Out of respect for players and coaches and staff and the respect for the fans who've already spent loads of money and loads of time travelling and watching their teams, they've made a financial and emotional investment, let's hear someone tell us the advantages of voiding the season. Null and void in the season. Where are the advantages? Help me truly, help us truly understand. Without emotive language, I heard Simon Jordan talking about players spitting all over each other in games. That actually doesn't happen. So don't say it if it doesn't happen. Don't use emotive language. Just tell us the advantages of null and voiding the season. And tell us how taking the title away from Liverpool will really help ease the horror of coronavirus right now. If your arguments are compelling, then nobody will be able to disagree. Yeah, this is the Millwall manager Gary Rowett who told Jim and Natalie that he'd play behind closed doors to save clubs and next season's schedule. Yeah, I, I keep saying it. Football will not return behind closed doors. Too dangerous. Don't be silly. Move on. In my opinion, if playing behind closed doors gives us the opportunity to save some clubs and, and keep some football businesses solvent, give a little bit of hope to the nation and a bit of optimism. I'm, I'm, I'm leaving out all the health and the financial implications because um, I'm no expert on it. But if it does that and it allows next season to start as normal, then I think it's worth doing. I think if, if we play behind closed doors and then we start next season behind closed doors, you know, you get to the point where you kind of feel like it's not really football, is it? It's not what we all want to do. It's not the same atmosphere yes. or the same yeah. thing. So, yeah. so I think that's when it becomes really, really difficult for me to get my head round. Now, Ian Abraham spoke to a very open and honest Jordan Hugill. The QPR striker on loan from West Ham told Moose how he's been coping with mental health issues during lockdown. I've been unlucky enough to have the serious injury, so I know what it is like to not, not kick a ball for a long time, to to be away from doing stuff on your own. So I'm, I'm quite familiar with all that. But as I said, it, it's... It's one of them where, to be honest, you miss you miss going into the training ground every day. You miss seeing the lads, like the bit having the banter. So it, it, that's one of the main things. It's just the team morale. You, I mean, I've had days while I've been been in lockdown where I just woke up and I've gone, oh god, I just can't be bothered today. Like just felt down. But it, then again, you have days where you just come back. You're like, like, come on, then let's get yourself in the gym, do some work, let's get on with it. And it's it's one of them where it's. It's tough to manage because, as I said, everything's down to you. You've got nothing, got no one else to push you. So it's a lot of individualised stuff that you have to be motivated enough to do it. I was going to say the mental side of things. People mentioned it right at the beginning. You know how are people going to get on mentally? How are players going to going to be mentally? How they're going to cope with it mentally? But 
that, that, that question doesn't seem to have been answered too, asked too much recently, but you say there are some days you've struggled. Yeah, I mean, I've had, I've had days where I've, I've woken up and I've come downstairs, I had a coffee and I've just sat with my head in my hands and I just thought, oh God, like, I just felt down and there's no other way to explain it. You just, but then for me personally, a good, a good way, I mean, I've, I've read Tyson Fury's book, I've listened to it, his audio book, and he says the biggest thing for him is, is making sure that he's reliable in getting into the gym every morning and then that sets him on the right path. And I think that for me, getting up and them days when I'm feeling down is to just drag myself into the gym, do some work, and then I come out feeling that little bit better. I think for the mental health side of it, I think having being able to do stuff in my own gym is 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 brilliant because, as I said, it, it just raises that personal morale up a little bit more. You mentioned the dog walking. I mean, it's, people were joking about it at the beginning. How, how many more times a day dogs have been walked? I mean, your dogs, are they ever sort of like looking at you thinking, Please don't take us for another walk. <laughs> well, I've got two miniature dash runs. One of them's a morning dog, so as soon as you come down in the morning, he's bouncing all over the place. And one of them doesn't get out of bed till about 10 o'clock. So I can't believe it. So one of them's going mad, and the other one just like drags himself out of bed when he wants to. So it's a nightmare. And last, but by no means least, of course, it's my show, Andy Goldstein Sports Park, Monday to Thursday from 10pm. And what a show it was last night. You keep saying that, mate, but you recalled it before the show, so how do you know? Yeah, I how are you even in my house? I'm not really in your house, mate, I'm in your mind. What do you mean, you're in, you're in my mind? Well, I'm you, aren't I? But I'm like, I'm like your conscience. Oh, right, I see. So now I've got my conscience, have I? Well, yeah, I mean, there's nothing you can do about it. Oh, right, what number am I thinking of now? Nine. Yeah, yeah, it was nine. What am I thinking of now? Save me shopping bags. Yeah, you got that. Okay, what about now? You vile man. Blimey, it's got all three. Anyway, here are the best bits from my show last night, which of course I have no idea if it was any good. Of course it was good. Of course it was good. Yeah, it was good actually. See? Yeah, let's go to your mate Paul joins us. Hello, Paul. Who? Oh, not Back from... when no. I should have called yesterday, yeah? Oh, Paul, I've missed you. How are you? Yes. I'm not stupid. I'm Darth Vader. Okay. Darth Vader. Right. What are you phoned up for? So, can, can you turn your radio off, Paul? Good evening. Good evening. Paul, turn your radio off. We can hear yourself. I'm now turning my radio off because you keep calling me back. Right. And I wasn't expecting your call. Right. What do you want to say? My radio is now off. Can you now hear me? Yeah. What do you want to say? Are you not going to cut me off now and do you usual? If we did, you couldn't blame us, mate. Because yesterday I should have called you. Go on, what do you want to say, Paul? The Empire strike back yesterday and you usually play the Darth Vader theme tune. No, we're not doing that. We're better than that. We're better than that. Go on, what do you want to say, Paul? Go on. I just would like to make a little mention of a point that I think people should think about tonight. 
Well, that's it for another podcast. I think good work, everyone. A reminder, you can download previous ones or future ones on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Acast, or, you know, even download it illegally. No, don't download it illegally. Then we, we don't get the numbers, and we, we need the numbers. Numbers are good. Right, everyone's attention. I've got the numbers here for the podcast. Is um, not said by anyone, but still, don't do it illegally. Uh, that's it. Thank you, as always, for taking the time to download it. Have a great day. Keep your distance. Wash your hands. And above all, gang, be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from Talk Sport. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1, only from Rust-Oleum. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.